the Generational Fight Club podcast, where we have unfiltered debates on topics that drive generations absolutely nuts. Baby boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, Gen Zs, welcome to the fight. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, let the battle begin. Welcome back to another episode of GFC. All you baby boomers born between 1946 and 1964, and all you totally awesome, radical, tubular Gen Xers. Tubular, man. That's not how it goes. Wait your turn. <laughs> born between 1965 and 1980, and then all of you totes, whatevs, on fleek millennials. Totes amaze. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're so amazing. Mm-hmm. Everything's amazing to the millennials born between 1980 and 2000. And even some of our Gen Z listeners who were born since 2000. And if you're in the greatest generation, um, you're here by mistake. You hit the wrong button on your phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was funny, right? That was funny. So we're going to talk about humor today. Um, today's topic is, uh, that's not funny. You gotta say oh my it that God. Way. That's not funny. Is the topic that's not funny or you're not funny? We'll find out, I guess, by I the guess end. I guess by the end. So, Claudia, we'll... you're a millennial. Yeah. You want to fight about it? And you're not funny, so go ahead and start. No, I'm going to ask Brent. Man, you're a Gen Xer. Major burn. Right? Brent? I am a Gen Xer, yes. This want to fight about it? Yeah, I'll fight. I'll, right, I'll fight go. about it. So, let's dive right in. Okay. So, round one. How would you characterize your generation's humor? And I think it's going to be even more fun if you contrast it with other generations' sense of humor and what they find funny. So um, this is a really lobbed softball that I'll just give right to Claudia to start digging in on the dad humor. Oh, I just... So how do you characterize your generation's humor? I think my generation's humor is largely based on making fun of ourselves and our personal situations in life and like how miserable we are in certain situations it's funny because gen x is the same thing our humor is based on making fun, fun of, of your generation yeah and you're so funny oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so and your generation is to me to our generation it's all a bunch of dad jokes you guys are like those are they're just jokes. No, they're, not- they're dad jokes, and we'll get into that later. But I don't think you guys are that funny. I think you think you're really funny, but you're actually not that so funny. Is, are you really good at forced fake laughter then? Because you laugh at a lot of what we say. I giggle a lot. So I don't know what <laughs> to tell you. All right. Well, your generation's humor is horrible. So, Brent, what about why is she wrong? Just well, I, I would actually agree with her. Um, I do believe that we do think that we're very funny <laughs> yeah yeah i've said in the past that when tom and i met um what is it 12 years ago 11 10 12 15 37 years ago i don't know when 57 it was. 57 years ago because you're so old one of the things that um was apparent right off the fact it, it at the beginning is that tom and i both uh thought we were hilarious mm-hmm. um, you still think you're hilarious nobody else really did around us but that was something that we had in <laughs> common that we uh could banter back and forth and we had a very similar sense of humor and we kind of met on that probably more than anything else from the very beginning very sarcastic kind of one-offs quick wit um that's something from our humor that i think speaks a lot about our generation and what characterizes our generation's humor i think you guys are very witty and i think we're more sarcastic yeah 
I think that's a good point. I was thinking about how to say it, but I think our generation likes wit where you leave it out there and the right people will think it's funny and mm-hmm. that's okay. Which goes back to how we were born as Gen Xers. It's like, I'm going to be whatever I want it to be and the right people will... And I don't care if the other people don't like it. So there's something about wit, though. Because I remember, Brent, specifically, we would get in these long email chains with someone who's older than us, um, was the client. Remember when you were still at your old company and then somebody younger than me at, at our company? We we called it... What do we call Friday... Um, Banter Friday or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and it would be these long fun banter back Fridays. And yeah, oh, and it was basically so just funny. it was basically just you and <laughs> I, you and I going back and forth. And every once in a while, Carol might say something, and every once in a while, Megan would say something. But it was like it was performance art for you and I, right. just to entertain each other. <laughs> hey, we don't it was care. Tom and I doing stand up through email, yeah. and uh, you know we had a solid ten minutes each of us. So and it'll come as no surprise to the people who listen to our you communicate sucky podcast that brent was doing it over email yeah because he likes email you guys are very witty i'll give you that but you also do a lot of like the jokes you know <laughs> like those are the dad jokes but see there's humor in the fact that we know that's not funny but we're saying it anyway like Why? it's like double reverse humor i don't mm. know because it's funny. it's ironic it's just, humor yeah you think it's ironic. The other humor. thing it's is, stupid. we tend to joke 90% of the time that we're speaking. Yeah. So we play the numbers. They're not all going to be hilarious. <laughs> but every now and then, some of them are going to be really, really funny. I think my generation relies, and maybe this goes into like how we're influenced, but we rely a lot on memes and GIFs and just things that we find online. That's we don't really good. make up That's our gifts own jokes. for other people who don't know what a GIF is. You know, some of our, well, we might hold that thought because I want to ask you about why that is funny and when you're basically repurposing somebody else's humor, but we'll get there. So, so you said your generation is sarcastic. I think our generation is very sarcastic as well. And so I'm wondering if it's how we're defining what sarcasm is. So let me say in response to your earlier point about your generation likes to self-deprecate, mm-hmm. our generation maybe it's just me and the people I hang out with love to rip on people as yeah. a way, sometimes as a sign of, of affection and that is a form of humor of ripping on people and tearing somebody down and I think stand-ups did that a lot back in the day you know but I would guess that's not prevalent in your generation is there a lot of that type of ripping on each because you guys are no. all about building everyone up and oh my god <clears throat> the building <laughs> validation validation um I think I don't think we, if we're going to rip on other people, it's behind closed doors. That's evil. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I do have to say one of the funniest things that I've heard Claudia do lately is the voice that she's starting to use when she responds to how we talk. <laughs> <laughs> she just did it a second ago. Yeah. How, how, what, this is it'll come out. It's like... No, my God. Yeah, we that don't, one. We don't sound like that at all. No, we don't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I shouldn't be laughing so much at you guys because then you'll think you're funny. Let's listen to um, another Gen Xer. Um, This guy, I happen to know this person, very sarcastic, very dry wit. Um, So it's going to be interesting to hear how he characterizes his own generation's humor. So let's listen to that. Sense of humor of past generations compared to the millennial generation is night and day because in the past one thing didn't exist when it came to comedy and jokes 
and that was rules. Back in the day, you could make fun of anyone and anything, and people just understood that it was comedy, it was jokes. You didn't really mean it. But then the millennial generation was taught that everything that they did in life, including breathing, had to have a greater purpose. So now, their comedy just borders on absurdity, and it just doesn't make any sense, and it's really hard to wrap your head around it and find it funny. Okay, so let's move on to round two. Um, round two is, who do you look at as comedic influences? And before we dive in, I want to do something a little unorthodox and go right back to the Hot Take Hotline and listen to a millennial describe in her own words, and then I'm going to have you respond to it, because I, I, I think it was an interesting point, of where millennials get their influences in terms of humor and what's comedic mm -hmm. and how different it is from probably my generation. But let's listen to that real quick. I feel like my generation's humor is largely based off of references from social media or movies or TV shows, whereas other generations, their humor was more authentic and it was like more genuine. So what about that, Claudia? So she mentions social media as a driving force for her comedy. True? Very true. You mentioned it before. So you yeah. mispronounced GIFs and you said GIFs, but what else? No, Means. GIFs is the right way to pronounce it. She's actually it. correct. It is I know, but that GIF, guy's just... an idiot. Because the guy that created it said it's a GIF, right? Yeah. yeah. But the G stands for graphic. Okay, so let's go graphic. with... Let's go with GIFs. Not giraffic. Giraffe. <laughs> Which Jurassic Park would be a cool movie. Oh my god! You see, that's a dad joke. Should it be a like and a I it. like a Jurassic's department would be awesome. Yeah. We should start a Jurassic's Park. I'm yeah. just gonna say DJ every time you guys throw a dad joke. So out what there. if I put Jurassic Park in a in a meme, and I showed a giraffe <laughs> eating a dinosaur? Would that, no, would that be funny? What about no. a bunch of dinosaurs oh doing graphic design? Would that do it for you? <laughs> that would actually be funny. See, we're getting there. We are, <laughs> we are getting there. All right. So why social media? So everything. every, so there's just so, we have such a never ending library of funny little clips and memes and gifs and gifs and just like really funny little tidbits that are super short that we can just send off to people. So that is our form of humor. It's not like we make it up. So this will sound like a dad question, and it's not. When you're in person talking to someone, do you reference the memes that you saw online? Because my son, yeah. who's Gen Z, can only communicate through memes he's repeating from something he yeah. saw online. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. And aren't they typically, from the ones I've seen, tend to be ironic and sarcastic? Yeah. Almost directly. So it's like almost your humor is ironic and sarcastic if that's the basis of what it is, if that yeah. defines the irony of... Your and generation. it's always like making fun of some sort of real life situation that most millennials feel like they've been a part of at one point or another. Or or it's like slapstick humor and somebody's just like falling a million times and we find that hilarious. Groin shots? Groin shots are big. Nah, I think that's more your generation. I think slapstick is a generation prior to us, but I still find hilarious. Mm -hmm. And they were like Chevy Chase used to do slapstick. That was his whole thing, falling up and down stairs. And most of his movies and his humor was kind of based around. But a now slapstick. that's you know what? Now that's stupid. 
now like slapstick now is something that actually happened to someone they actually fell and you find that really funny so it's really cruel yeah but you're right though slapstick i think was probably big in the 60s and 70s when we started paying it you know 70s because you had people like tim conway who was very good at slapstick and lucille uh, ball lucille ball john ritter i mean his whole john ritter right you trip every time on everything right he i just figured out his name was jack tripper jack that was the thing right so that kind of dovetails into where did we get our influences and do we still get them from the same place brent what influences well when you say witty as defining of what we find funny and i look at the people that i think are influences for us still we're talking about a lot of them the guys from saturday night live i mean i can't say uh, I can't get through this without mentioning Bill Murray in his humor Bill Murray is not a stand-up comic it's situational it's witty it's the one-offs it's the way he will say things I mean he still does that to this day Um, Bob Newhart um, you know the way that he delivers lines it's not comedy but it's so funny the way that people used to deliver lines it was about the situation and the wit around the situation to me is very funny and i think that's a huge influence yeah you know it, it, the delivery i think is everything and that is everything was everything if you're looking at our generation as opposed to like the internet generation the delivery is always in the visual or the text or whatever mm-hmm. but bob newhart do you know who that is by the way his whole stick was the stuttering that led to the punchline you could hear the punchline coming but he would kind of it was like it was hard for him to be able to say it yeah as it is because you know you were going to hear it right Mm -hmm. and then another example of that would be Stephen Wright where his delivery was very dry so deadpan one line witter like um, you know I don't know if this is one but oh yeah um, I spilled spot remover on my dog and now I can't find him. Yeah, it's a stupid <laughs> like, one line. He would do a whole hour a bit of that. <laughs> but the delivery was that. So, yeah. Um, that's interesting. So, in, But not only were we influenced by those TV characters, but I think I got a lot of my humor from movies. And we're going to talk about movies in a separate podcast. But like part of half of my punchlines between 1980 and 1996 were movie quotes from you know caddyshack or whatever and that's and then but people thought my friends thought those were funny because it's something they all related to <laughs> you know mm-hmm. we can just say so i got that going for me which is nice and that was a that's a comedy line right which is a bill murray line too so in some ways though we're doing this or you're doing the same thing that we did because yeah. nancy and i do the same thing i mean almost all of our inside jokes come from movies that we don't even remember that they we, we'll like we'll watch a movie we haven't seen in 15 years and like oh that's why we've been saying that for 15 years <laughs> so we're doing the same thing we're using movie quotes which were a bigger influence on us mm-hmm. for that line of humor the way that you're using memes to do the exact same thing it's relevant to you because your entire generation has seen those things and our generation saw all of those same movies like Caddyshack and so forth exactly yeah and I think we we do reference movies um, like growing up. Napoleon Dynamite was like oh, yeah. a huge that, one. We, I guess it is quotable because we quote it all the time. Yeah, that's an interesting movie though because the first time I watched that movie, I didn't get it. I didn't think it was funny, and at I had all. I forced myself to watch it the second time, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. 
and I, so I got it. But that's kind of that felt like Gen X humor to me. Like it's wit. It's very situational, very dry like and it's dark. Dry. And, yeah, I think our humor is dry. Yeah, no. You know? Well, I have nephews and nieces who are of your generation, and they still love Napoleon Dynamite mm-hmm. and uh, Nacho Libre. And yeah, <laughs> I didn't think that was funny at all. No, Nacho Libre. No. Oh, oh my god! You gosh. gotta watch it the second time though, because I was the same way. I thought it was hilarious. Really? You don't have a heart. (laughs) Sometimes, though, the comedy, like, he doesn't have a heart. Yeah, that went dark quick. (laughs) Sometimes the comedy, and this was true in our generation, too, wasn't necessarily that the line was so funny. It's your repetition of the line in a situation that yeah, like your mom exactly. goes to college. Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> exactly. Like, I did laugh at that the first time, but now I say it all the time and just like the Caddyshack line that I referenced right. or anything. Like that's nothing that funny about saying, So I got that going for me, which is nice. But when you apply it to real mm-hmm. world and again, same thing with maybe some of these memes aren't really all that funny. And that yeah. was a situational joke. I mean, even that line in the setup, if you you know, if you know that movie He's got a kid pinned to a wall with a pitchfork to his neck, (laughs) and he's telling him this whole story about you know being a caddy for the Dalai Lama, and you know that's the payoff at the end. But it's like the character and the delivery of the entire you know monologue is what makes that really really funny. And I think our our generation's humor had a lot more situation around it Mm -hmm. than it was just these one offs. But again, we watched more long form things to get our storylines where memes are throwaways they, they come and go constantly oh for sure yeah you you look see it once and it might get repurposed with a different punchline later on like the same person but other than that you basically see it once forget about it right or share it with all your friends and then forget about it yep well and that goes back to i think i'm gonna talk about that when we talk about movies more but everything is more disposable nowadays than it mm-hmm. was so we cherish things like movies and movie lines and they stayed with us but because this isn't enough of a fight I want to move to round three mm-hmm. it turned it into a good old fashioned Donnie Brook dad joke um, DJ round three so how do you view other generations humor who wants to go first because this is where the gloves come off I'll just jump right in I think the I know you, you say that you think it's dry I don't. I don't know if I would categorize it. I can say only from what I what I look at as um, modern shows, modern entertainment. So yep. TV shows and movies, and I think the comedy that is out for movies and TV shows is terrible these days. I don't know. Maybe again, it's just because it's not my humor. Mm-hmm. But I did see that there was a big push of a lot of the movies that come out that are supposed to be funny are just. It's maybe so blown out to be gross humor. Like if it doesn't have horrible, um, gross things happening and pushing that line farther and farther all the time, that's what all of the humor is based on is this really lowbrow, total gross out, situational type stuff. It has nothing to do with what I would have considered to be funny. And even the TV shows, I think, are inane, most of them. It's really hard for us to find comedy shows that we'll watch. Um, I just mentioned uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which we just recently got mm-hmm. uh, got into from your recommendation, which I it took me a while to find it really funny, and sometimes I laugh at a lot of it, but it's also very much our humor more than I would say it would be your humor. It's one-liners, and it's slapstick, and it's really silly. Why is that your humor and not our humor? What do you... How... 
like Tom's question, how do you characterize our humor? Yeah, I don't know. Name a show that you think is funny. Your generation thinks is funny. Uh, Parks and Rec. I think that show's hilarious. Yeah. But so. that's more, I would say that that falls into a category of more of what our humor used to be like. I guess it's crossover but, because I think that's, you know, it's, that it was a basically a sort of copy of The Office, right? Oh, The Office is hilarious. And the Office was originally geared towards our generation. Yeah. Because that was sort of a ripoff of Office Space, which was all about the Gen X slacker generation in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they just kind of mimicked the sense of humor of The Office. So I think that well, crosses it, over really It was well. a remake, too. Yeah. I mean, we should it mention remake, that the, yeah. the Office was a remake from British, Ricky, yeah. Ricky Gervais started oh, it. we got to have a whole topic on British humor. Right. Because <laughs> that, it was that British humor of the original. I've tried to watch the original one. And I couldn't get into it as much, obviously, because the British humor was a little bit uh, drier. But that's a really dark show. We just tried to rewatch that not Mm -hmm. long ago. And we had a hard time getting through it where I used to think that was really funny. But it's really dark. Which one, the British? No, the the, American American version of The Office. It is not that funny. I mean, it's really pretty dark through a lot of it. It's pretty cruel humor. I'm trying to think of, you guys probably haven't seen, but I'm trying to think of millennial shows that are funny. So one would be we just started watching Love on Netflix, and it's completely millennial, yeah. and it's. I know my so wife tried to watch it and couldn't get into it. Yeah, what but was I, the other one that I watched that we really got into and Nancy didn't like? AP Bio. AP Bio. That's totally. I thought that was pretty funny. I think that's we we tend though, and you know, humor is a very subjective thing. It is. So we tend this to like so things that are kind of wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like AP Bio is, you know, if you've seen it or not, it's this teacher who treats these kids like horrible. He's a He's horrible hilarious. person, and we think that that's very funny for some reason. Yeah. What about the way humor has changed over the generations? So, for me, when I look at millennials, not wait, guys, what? this guy. Did you see that guy? He's like drunk walking across the street. Now, if he falls that's down, hilarious. you'll find it's funny. Right? <laughs> no, right? That's if just he ran a- into the glass door, <laughs> I would have thought that was hilarious. Now, if he comes he in not laugh at and that. says some sort of pun like, um, you know, I've been falling over myself to get here, then we would find, <laughs> we would it find that very yeah. funny. <laughs> but um, going back to your stupid generation, Claudia, um, <laughs> so much is off limits nowadays that wasn't off limits back when we were oh, growing up. Yeah, and so great point. The whole topic is that's not funny, I think when I think of it, it's directed at your generation that you can't speak in certain topics. That's true. And maybe that's a good thing and maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know. Reserve judgment. But like Jerry Seinfeld's on this whole crusade to basically get rid of political correctness out of humor because, and so is Chris Rock and there's a lot of others. Well, I think in stand-up comedy, you're allowed to be politically incorrect but in TV shows, but movies, I, I bet like, we're getting no. to a place though where if somebody, and I think this did have, well, it happened to, um, that wasn't a joke though. I was thinking of the time that Kramer got uh, video phoned. Mm. Um, uh, he was we went on a racist rant, so that wasn't humor. But I think we're to a place almost where a stand-up comedian could tell a few off-color jokes, and if the wrong person recorded it on their phone, it could be career-ending. That's true. And I don't think that was our way. You know, in the seventies, it wasn't. Anything was off, bro. You know, we had a uh, conversation with somebody who worked here who said you could not make. I don't even know if you can watch Blazing Saddles nowadays, which is a movie from the seventies. So non PC, all about humor, right? You could not make it 
do they even air it? I'd be shocked if they even air it nowadays. I, I don't know. If not, it's probably cut down. But you know, society has a, a way of developing what they think is acceptable and funny. And you know, just it, it is a fine line. I'll go back to what you said earlier: is you know, you can say is it a good thing or not a good thing. I think that there is a line between knowing when you're going to say something that is not funny to somebody and not just because they don't think that the humor is there it's because it's directly offensive and it brings stereotypes in that people are trying to overcome um you know telling jokes about different races jokes about um gender jokes about um you know whatever it is can be very hurtful and very offensive to groups of people but at the same time, there was a there was a, um, a line that groups could get together through humor and laugh with each other about each other's differences, and I think that's really what a lot of people are trying to bring back. They're not trying to bring back offensive things that make people upset. They're trying to get back to the we're so serious about everything, every little thing these days that it's really not helping the divide that we have because humor can add a lot to difficult situations, uh, to tragedy, well, when it's when it's appropriate, right? There's so. a line of what is appropriate or not appropriate for humor, and what, is, what are we losing by not being able to laugh a little bit about I, some of the trauma? And I think that's the point they're making, and I think um, a lot of the art in comedy was when you were doing jokes around stereotypes, it was to um, identify and make fun of the stereotype not the not to reinforce it right exactly and perfect example john leguizamo used to do great bits he's a hispanic stand-up comedian and he would rip on you know it's probably it was easier for him to do because he was in a racial minority he would rip on hispanics and then he would rip on other races as well but to 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 identify and point a figure at how ridiculous the stereotypes were I don't even know if you could do that nowadays, though, because it would become across as reinforcing the stereotype. You right. can do it to your own. You can make fun of your own race or your own stereotype, but I don't think you're, you people accept the fact that you can make fun of other stereotypes. Well, in some ways, that's the humor comes, you know, the comedians grow humor from their own experiences, too. So a lot of times what somebody who's not part of that culture um, sees from the outside is not going to be as funny as somebody that maybe grew up within that culture. So, you know, I agree. I think that you, again, going back to what is appropriate and, and I think you can't even draw lines to say like, so-and-so is not allowed to say something about somebody else. Only they're allowed to say something, you know, cause we say that all the time back and forth. I think it's, where is it funny? It's funny if somebody grows up in a situation in their life and they share that with other people and they have that shared experience and they can see the humor in that shared experience. That can be very funny. Somebody from the outside saying something about something I have no experience with, it wouldn't fit anyway. It doesn't make sense. So it's being forced in. So I wish some humor would come back into the country we live in right now and be able to be funny without being critical um, or to be able to allow... Um, you know, people that have some differences actually laugh over the differences, but there's a weird line these days because, you know, like you said, Jerry Seinfeld and others are starting to say, we've, we've, we've gone too far. How do we bring it back a little bit? But, you know, just to stand up for, I think what their voices is, we're trying to get back to the middle where everybody can laugh, not let's get back to the times where we're making fun of people and, and they're getting upset by it. Right. And maybe that fine line is, um, 
I think of a character like um, what's Larry David's character? Is it just Larry David on his show? Yeah, I think he just he'll plays say all himself. sorts of stupid, inappropriate things. But the point of that is to laugh at him. Not right. that he said something funny about somebody else. It's a situation. Of, it's like we're making we're laughing at that guy for being such an idiot saying something stereotypical about somebody else. That's the kind of fun. That's the art in yeah. making. Fun. Now, back in the seventies, there was a character Archie Bunker who was a racist, and you know I think the whole point of that character was to make fun of the racist, and make fun of the misogynist, and make fun of the bigot. But people started having an affinity to this character. Which was not the intended not effect. Not the intent, right. So um, you could never get away with that character, I don't think, nowadays either. Probably Even if you not. were doing it to, like, again, isolate the bigot, and let's make fun of the bigot, but because he's saying bigoted things and people are laughing at it, it's like, that's not that's not cool. Yeah. So, anyway, what else about our generation's humor, Claudia? It sucks. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I got a better question. Yeah. Let's make fun of old people. Okay, let's do that. Are old people even funny? I watch (laughs) old TV and I see even Johnny Carson, who I have a ton of respect for. When I watch it now, it looks so forced. Like you can see the setup and then you can literally watch the punchline walking up the road. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, oh, you know, then that's a Yeah. It's like, oh my God, uh, I used to be in an old movie club. We'd rent old movies once a mm-hmm. month on Tuesdays, and you know my friend's dad insisted we had to watch "It's a Mad, 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 Mad World," and it's a long movie. It was on two DVDs. It was three hours. We didn't chuckle once. It was so painful. Oh it's slapstick, crazy, but weird, so stupid slapstick yeah. though. Yeah, and the guy's like, "Oh, you're gonna die laughing. When do you get a load of this one guy kicks a bucket?" And you know, you get it, kick the bucket, I'm like. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of that it's humor. like Three Stooges type of humor. No, because Three Stooges is funny. It's like what Three Stooges because that was what thirties or forties. Three Stooges. Yeah, it was like 40s. let's try to dumb that down even and make it really obvious. I guess I don't know. Huh. I think that there's a generation, like the Boomer generation, probably even generation prior, that there were um, a lot of comedy genius people. Um, Tim Conway. Um, we still, we, we just, a couple of weeks ago came up on a Facebook feed or something. We watched like the greatest hits of, uh, Carol Burnett and Tim Conway, mm-hmm. you know, and we watched that show that was alive and we used to watch that show because Tim Conway would go out on stage and his, whatever bit they had, which was situational, you know, a character driven comedy. All he ever wanted to do was make Harvey Corman laugh right. and, and break live. character live. Yeah. And if you, that's what's funny to me is that he can't get through, you know, he can't get through a skit <laughs> with Tim Conway who keeps straight, he's just keeps a straight face through the entire thing. And the other guys can't contain how funny he is. That to me is really funny. And those people are really good at doing those things. Yep. And we brought ask- up, uh, uh, not to interrupt, but uh, Bob Newhart was yep. the same way. I mean, there there were people, Dick Van Dyke. Yep. There were people who were really, really, really funny at the time. I never thought Jerry Lewis was funny. Not he, he was, was the he, Jerry Lewis was in that Mad, 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 Mad world. That's his era. Yeah. Like the I think he may have been the one that kicked the bucket. But, and that's uh, the thing that I feel like I'm noticing right now is you guys can name a lot of comedians. I probably couldn't. There's only like three or four stand-up comedians that are making a career of it. Which nowadays. is stand-up too, yeah. which would yeah. be. Yeah. I mean, even Eddie Murphy 
was hilarious for our generation. But his so stand-up dirty was and raunchy, hilarious. though. Very, yeah, very much. And now it's in some ways when I see um, there's been a, a bunch of um, stand-up that we've been watching on Netflix and some mm-hmm. of it, I, I don't think it's that funny. It's, it goes back to, it's just offensive, gross, trying to be... Um, Inappropriate. Trying to be shocking. Yep. Yeah. Um, John Mulaney, I think, is absolutely hilarious. I brought him up in the past. He's got a couple shows out. He was a writer for a long time on Saturday Night Live. Um, his delivery and even... He doesn't get super offensive, uh, which I have to give comedians credit for these days. If they can get through an hour stand-up and it's absolutely hilarious and they're not um, using uh, you know, bad language or it's it always about sex or always about something gross, mm-hmm. I mean, I have to give them a lot of credit because yeah. that's somebody that really knows how to be funny. Yeah. Can I bring up one other topic before we go to our last round? Because our last round is going to be quick. It's tell us your best joke. <laughs> oh, no, we have two more rounds. Yeah. Okay, so let me get through this quickly, and then we'll move on to the next round. Late night TV. <clears throat> so I was having this conversation with someone um, who is on the opposite political aisle as I am, but I feel like late night TV is just consumed with monologues about politics, sometimes not even intended to be funny. Let's just figure out a way to rip on the president. Some of them, like Samantha B, got in trouble with her, for hers, which was just plain vitriol, had nothing to do. I don't know if she was trying to make people laugh. Saturday Night Live opens, every cold open is Trump. I don't like Trump. I don't want to see Trump. I don't need to go on every night, turn on my TV, and hear someone talking about Trump. I know he has an orange face. I know he has horrible hair. I know he's an idiot. Yeah. That's, that's not funny to me anymore. Yeah. Do you guys like all of this political humor? No. I think it's a response, like I said earlier. It's the only way to sometimes they're trying to alleviate and the only vehicle they know how, which is through comedy to try to show how ridiculous certain things are. But, but they I, have to focus on that topic. Well, I think they that, could sprinkle it in here and there, but it's literally every show. If, yeah. if you could come up with and open a newsfeed right now and come up with a topic that isn't 90% about politics right now, go back I from think that, that's where I but, think it but comes don't, from. Why do we have to talk about the news? Jerry Seinfeld, we could do a whole hour and never talk about current yeah, events. Yeah, I agree. Johnny I, Carson did all of his opening monologues, very infrequently talked about Nixon or whatever. I think it's a sign purely of this time that the entire country is so divided and they're divided on that topic that it's hard. I mean, again, going back to the news cycle really sets the tone of what is in people's minds day to day, whether yeah, you're... to that. You know... <laughs> There's only going to be certain Mm -hmm. aspects of things that are going to represent with the cultural, you know, the zeitgeist of the moment and and it's politics and angry politics at that. But it doesn't have to be is my point because here Uh, for example is Gen Z in my household watches a program um, called, oh shoot, what's it called? I think it's SC, whatever. It's a, it's um, a skit program that they watch on YouTube and I think it's out of, Utah, but it's a high production value. It's just like Saturday Night Live, except mm-hmm. they do all original bits. It's mm-hmm. not politics. It's not, you know, the only original bit that SNL could seem to come up with is a fake uh, game show. Yeah. Right? It's either politics or it's the fake game show. So my whole point, they can do, they could fill a whole hour and never talk about politics. And we're dying laughing, the adults, the kids are dying laughing. It's not raunchy. It's not shock. So why does this have to be a dying art? It's not that hard. Well, some people have brought it. Um, Key and Peele, I think, are hilarious. Oh, they're so funny. And they were 
you know, they didn't have big production. They weren't like, you know, they're not Saturday Night Live level, but in some ways they, they went back to what Saturday Night Live used to be very funny. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do. I mean, some, some stuff they do, I think has to do with politics, but at the beginning of their show, they were just very, they're both very, very funny and they play characters really well. And yeah. it was really about character driven humor. What about your generation and the political stuff on, do they even watch things? In some ways, the format of um, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and whoever else, Jimmy Colbert. um, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. It's kind of a throwback to our generation. Does your generation watch those shows and do they watch SNL? And then what about this whole politics? We used to. I used to watch those shows growing up every night, but not anymore. I don't have cable, so I don't watch them and I don't go out of my way to watch it on Hulu or Netflix or anything like that. I just pick the TV shows that I want to watch on demand and just watch that. Um, And I honestly think that our generation, there's... There's a segment of my generation that is outspoken about the political landscape mm-hmm. and they're but they're very serious about it. Nobody our age really makes fun of it right now. Like right. and when obviously like SNL like that's all they do, but we don't share those SNL clips with our friends. Yeah, and same thing with my kids love uh, Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. but obviously they're not up that late, so they'll go to YouTube to find it. They don't look for the opening monologue. No, they never. But it's all the funny bits. It's like and the Fallon thank has, you notes and the exactly yeah. and the uh, what is it the third grade theater or whatever where they oh yeah that and funny. the. Ew. 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 <laughs> so he can be a perfect example. He can be funny doing all yeah. sorts of things. What is his opening monologue? Trump, Trump, Trump. Because he's Always. got a halfway decent imitation. But we don't need that yeah. stuff. At least I don't. Yeah, I think, I think those... People tune it out because of it. I think they're all locked into a format they can't break out of, which that opening monologue was always what happened that past week. Yeah. And um, so just to go back to where do you find comedy you just said that you're not on you don't have cable anymore Mm -hmm. it's all on demand i think that is absolutely the way of the future we're right on the verge of doing that ourselves and we even find that we we have cable but we don't watch it everything is on demand so if you go to netflix or like what we have been doing lately go to hulu and where we catch up on shows and binge watch shows um, that we find funny work is getting thinner and thinner um, I still think the league is one of the funniest uh, shows ever. Mm-hmm. I can't but find that it right got now. really gross and wrong. It was gross. It was wrong. The yeah. whole show was wrong, and we found that very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't all like that. Some of it was just how ridiculous the characters. I like shows that develop character types that become funnier as they grow. Yeah. Parks and Rec. Yep. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. The League. They, they get their groove in the first season to define what that character is, and then it just gets funnier because you're you're in on it. Yeah, you If know you watch it character. long enough, you understand that character and how funny that character is. So Ron Swanson can say mm-hmm. something or do something in a certain way, and it's his character. It's not the line. It's about the situation. But yeah. what, do you, what do you look for? I mean, when you go say, I'm going to go watch comedy, are you watching stand-up are you no, watching never tv show binge watch tv shows or binge you- watch comedy tv shows netflix shows like netflix produced shows are usually really good yeah getting better all you know the time what? you guys just made me think of something off topic but what changed in the 90s with the shows like the office <laughs> 
you remember the laugh tracks? So yeah. the shows used to be in front of, filled before a live studio audience in the 60s and 70s, but they stopped doing that probably for cost or whatever in the 80s. So they put in a laugh track. Disney still does this now. If you watch the Disney shows, yeah. it's like. It sounds so weird when you hear fixed. it because yeah. I'm so used to not hearing it. And now it. we're not hearing it with shows like The Office or the Ron Swanson show or whatever. And the comedy's just there. Arrested <laughs> Development was another one. That, like, it's there. We can all laugh. We know when to laugh. You don't have to tell us when to laugh, but the worst was when. <laughs> The cartoons from the 60s and 70s. So there used to be a laugh track on the Flintstones. Yeah. Really? And on the Jetsons. And I remember watching it as a kid being like, so what do they do? They finish the cartoon, then they show it live to people, and they and record they it. Laugh. It didn't make any sense. But. I don't remember there being a laugh track. Oh, yeah. Track. There is. Go track. back and watch those yeah. shows. And it makes it I used to love those. Family Guy will make fun of the laugh track every yeah. once in a while. Well, we need to move on. So I want to move on to round four and ask Claudia, Claudia, what is a dad joke? <laughs> <laughs> a dad joke is a joke that comes from a, or a Gen X male <laughs> between the ages of careful, careful 45 and 52, 53. It's very specific, this dad joke <laughs> definition. And it could be either a bald person or someone with a mohawk, maybe? Yep. Uh, someone with white hair or someone with no hair. And basically... Get to the hilarious part. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, a millennial says something about whatever topic, and they just throw in a really corny joke about whatever you said and expect you to laugh about it. And they know that it's not funny, but they still say it. That's a dad joke. So the only thing I will add to that, um, again, is we don't really care if you laugh at it at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's going really, back to that. It's yeah. really more for okay. us than it is for you. I'm going to never laugh at any of your jokes moving forward. I and dare see. you to try. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. We'll see. Sometimes no it's funny that it's not funny. Again, and this is a weird um, way to look at humor, but like that's sort of the Gen X style is that I know this isn't funny. But like somebody with a bad sense of humor would say this thing here. So I'm going to say this thing here, which goes back to uh, another comedian, Norm MacDonald. Remember when I showed you that yeah. clip where he, they were roasting, I think, Bob Saget? Yeah. And he got up there and told the stupidest jokes, like the stu- like grandpa jokes. And no one was laughing at first. They're kind of chuckling. And then eventually the audience caught on that that was the bit, like these stupid jokes. So I think we do that as Gen Xers. I think sometimes it's insert the punchline here, knowing full well that it's not funny and that's the that's Well, and the it, joke. it also that's goes back to what it's we said, our line. influence being this kind of witty humor. Um, and we grew up with movies like uh, Johnny Dangerously, which is in, in <laughs> yes. any, any Mel Brooks movie, and Airplane, mm-hmm. um, you know, in any variation and Top Secret. And all of those were our sight gags and stupid jokes. Especially and we airplane. thought they were hilarious at the time, but that's at the tone of our humor. That's where our humor base comes from is how stupid some of those things are. Yeah. Surely I you agree. can't be Surely, surely you, you can't be serious, joking. Brent. I am I, serious and don't call me Shirley. Uh, <laughs> She's trying not to laugh. Dad joke. So do you have grandpa jokes? Is that what is a dad joke to you? Um yeah, I used one the other day. Remember I my ex father in law used to you know, the joke now is that's what she said, right? Mm-hmm. So you say something and, oh, that's what she said. <laughs> Again, that's another perfect example of it's not funny, but to put it in there, knowing it's not funny is the joke. That's how the the office made that whole thing popular. My ex-father-in-law's that's what she said joke is, is that's what the fella I was dancing with said. 
What? And I never got it. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> you would say something like, oh, you stepped on my feet. That's what the fellow I was dancing with said. Like, okay. Is this sweat? Where am I? What? Right. So I did what you did. I kind of chuckled and uh-huh. thought about. Like, and we for, carry some of that. I think some of what you call dad jokes are jokes that we heard jokes. when we were kids are really grandpa jokes. Yep. <laughs> like, did you get your hair cut? No, I got them all cut. Oh, God. I can't use that one anymore. You're trying not to laugh. She's laughing. <laughs> she's laughing. I'm not she's just, laughing. She's doing silent. I'm laughing silence. because you guys are laughing at your own stupid jokes. Now you're getting it. think it's funny. Now you're now you getting get it. it. That's exactly it. All right. Are we getting to the round about our own jokes? Yeah. So dad jokes are good jokes. Dad jokes are... They're good because we know they're bad. Yeah. You'll get it when you get they're older. They're bad jokes. Yeah. I wonder what the next generations of... Like our Gen Z gonna be looking at millennial and their humor is gonna be like oh Oh, it's mom jokes my 14 year old son is already ripping on your generation and how stupid everything is and like you guys are like what um memes for example it's funny because that's all he does is communicate memes but i'll have to get back to you on that next time okay but he does it all the time well Um, take notes he thinks like for example instagram is so stupid and Uh why would anyone do that and it's like you guys thinking that about facebook right so interesting our generation looks at myspace that way i guess i don't know oh myspace good old days okay well we're gonna wrap it up with a very quick round are you guys prepared for this round yeah okay i can't wait to see who goes first round five tell us your best joke who wants to start? I don't have one. Well, you better Google well, that it. Like sums exactly. That I would have to Google it and send you so guys a meme and yada yada. Completely sums up your generation. Google yep. it while I'm telling my joke. Okay. And then you'll have something. This is how millennials solve every problem. That or asking a Gen X to do it for them. Which I'm doing, obviously. Do you have one, Brent, by the way? I do, yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's my best joke. It's just the one I have heard recently that I think is very funny. This is my go-to joke because I'm horrible at... Rem- remembering jokes and by the way i had a, a friend actually my ex-father-in-law's daughter said i don't like jokes like what do you mean you don't like jokes like you don't like stand-up comedian i just don't like jokes like you don't like the jokes that people tell i don't like jokes <laughs> <laughs> i don't like jokes hi Kristen, if you're listening um okay so here's my joke it's the only one i remember guy walks into his um therapist and says uh doctor i gotta explain this crazy dream i've been having i just don't understand why i'm having this dream and so doctor says well tell me about the dream says well it's different every night well one night i have this dream that i'm a teepee and i'm a teepee in this dream and then the next night i'll have a dream that i'm a wigwam and then the next night i have a dream i'm a teepee again and then i'm a next night i'm a wigwam i'm a teepee i'm a wigwam i'm a teepee i'm a wigwam the doctor says i know your problem you're too tense. <laughs> so I, I didn't get joke. it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get it? Do you know what a teepee and a wigwam is? I don't know what a wigwam is. It's another kind of tent. Oh. See, I saw that joke coming a mile away because I know that joke. <laughs> yeah. And I still laugh. Yeah. You're too tense. All right. Maybe but, millennials won't find us funny because they don't get half of the references because they I'm haven't sure. Googled it. Google well, I'm Googling. We use uh, references from movies all the time that they've never seen. So yep. how would they know? Right. Did you already say your joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. It was Tom. Tom I was speaking over Tom. Yeah. Go ahead. Do your joke. I'm still looking for one. You're literally Googling a joke. <laughs> literally. This is, that was my bit. I don't have one. Because That's your bit? We literally have to go You need like on. a solid 10 minutes if you're going to be on stage. You can't. <laughs> 
Hold All right, on. I'll tell my joke. This is just the funniest joke I've heard recently that made me laugh. And I have to say, I have a friend um, who has been posting on her Facebook feed really horrible puns. And she started months ago telling these funny pun, usually a couple about a word or two. And uh, at first when she was doing it, I was wondering why she was doing it, and I didn't know. And the more she did it, going back to the Norm MacDonald thing, it becomes funnier and funnier and funnier. And I give her credit for trying to, if she's going to put something on Facebook, it's going to be these things that are making people laugh and whatever. So this this is the joke that she had up. So there is a woman who is at her husband's funeral. It's already starts pretty dark. She's at her husband's funeral. And she's sitting there and she's very sad. And a man comes in up to her and he says, do you mind if I say a word? And she says, yes, please do. It's very appropriate. So the guy gets up. He walks up to the podium in front of the entire crowd and he straightens his tie and clears his throat. Looks around and he says, plethora. <laughs> and he just looks around, straightens his tie again, goes back and he sits down. And the woman, uh, as he sits down, she looks at him and says, thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> oh, that That's was a, a dad joke. joke. <laughs> dad joke. joke. Okay. Smarty pants. Let's hear your joke that you've Googled. Okay. It says me. It says. It says. <laughs> this is her, her joke. Her favorite joke that she just Googled a hot second ago. It says me. Mocks parents for not understanding technology. Also me. Searches how to boil water on WikiHow. <laughs> It's funny. It's funny because it's true. It is. Yep. And it's one of those me, also me, which you hate. God. (laughs) All right. Well, me, time to end this podcast. Also me. Any final words? Jokes? Laughs? Har-hars? Nope. Dad jokes jokes suck. They're just jokes. Nope. They're dad jokes. Jokes as told by dads who are awesome. All right, we're out of here. So if you want to send us your favorite joke, go to alchemygp.com slash GFC. Yep. And you get a chance to fight for your generation. And be sure to review, um, like, and subscribe to the podcast. Bye. See ya.